Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello out there. Uh, to, this is Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries with our Signs, Wonders, and Miracle broadcast. We come on uh, every Monday from 6 to 7. This is when people can ask any biblical questions that they have questions about for a long time, being in different churches. The thing is, the reason we're having so much trouble nowadays, which is not just nowadays, is that a lot of people don't realize religion is not the way we should live. It's a lifestyle, and the lifestyle is written in the scriptures. So the more we understand the scriptures, the more we can learn to live as Jesus Christ wanted us to be. And the word says that this man being you that was also in Christ Jesus. Let me go ahead and get ready for us to uh, pray for God to intervene and get to people's minds, to get their minds set to where the word of God will be a life and life more abundantly in them. Heavenly Father, we come before the throne room of grace and mercy and peace and love and the Holy Spirit, thanking you for this day that you have made, that we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for the word of God, which is the son of the most high God, and that he gave us an understanding about the scriptures, for he is the wisdom. He says wisdom is the principal thing, but with all you're getting, get an understanding. And he has given us an understanding by the way he lived. He sat up there and sacrificed his whole life, not getting married or getting a job or anything else, but learning what people were like. That's why in the Bible it's quiet from age 13 to age 30. At the age of 30, he came forth with the teachings that he had learned traveling around, seeing how people uh, treated other people. And he gave us what they call proverbs and metaphors so that we can see these things and realize it's not talking about the plants. It's not talking about trees. It's talking about you and me. And that for us to be changed by the renewing of our mind, he said, when some of your enemy slaps you on one face, turn the other cheek. The enemy asks you to go one mile, go with him two miles. What it is, he's trying to show us we can live at peace, even though the world is against us. But it's nothing but a school. I keep telling people, it's a school. We're the ones that's chosen to go through the school so we can get the, the information. And that information is going to be put together into what they call the bride. And that bride is going to be the bride is going to be connected with Jesus Christ. And they're going to rule and reign here on the planet. Everybody's talking about going to heaven and ruling and reigning up there. We're, we're going to rule down here. And when we start to rule down here, it's because of the spirit of God in us. The, the total understanding that God loves us so much that he gave, he gave, he gave. What did he give? He gave us what they say, the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? It is a 
uh, made of, of chemicals, modules, things that we have no understanding about that comes from the invisibility and enters into our brain. And that's why I said, let this man be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. As your mind is being elevated, you'll see things differently. You will do different things. You'll find out whatever I'm doing to somebody else affects somebody else. Whatever you do affects somebody else, and eventually it goes all the way around, and it affects you. That's why we're supposed to love one another. We're supposed to be kind to one another. Our conversation should be one to build up a person and not tear them down. If you don't believe it, all you do is look at kids that their parents always said, you're nothing. You'll never be nothing. You're just like your daddy. You're just like your uncle. You never amount to anything. Negative words to tear down people. And what do they do? They get angry. Now, what do they do with that anger? Some people use that anger to make something positive for themselves, to prove the negative wrong. But then there's others who hear the negative all the time. They just accept it. And then they become negative themselves. That's why, as I say, it's about how we handle the situation. It's how we understand that greater is he who's in us if we'll let him than he who's in the world of that understanding, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Worldly Wise. Because that's all they can think of. Well, what about me? What about this world and stuff? But see, the Christ in us, the anointing of Christ in us motivates us to do better. It motivates us to think deeper. It motivates us to change. It motivates us to help others. And when these things come across, then you're able to change to help change the world. I just got to uh, listening to some of these reports here in Kansas City just recently. All these people being shot, all these people being killed, needlessly being killed. Why? Because they have no conscience of there's going to be a uh, a retribution about what they do. You kill somebody, you're going to get killed. You rob somebody, you're going to get robbed. Well, I don't see it now. God is slow in his anger. He patiently waits for people to turn around. And you can be you can be forgiven for anything except for blasphemies of the Holy Spirit. So that means, yes, I robbed somebody. Yes, I murdered somebody. Yes, I did wrong. But the God that I know of, the one who created me, I didn't create him, gives us what they say, mercy. He gives us grace because he's sending us through this, this, this school so that we can learn to appreciate what we get. You know, if, you know, if you was on your way to prison for 100 years and, and somebody told you, you know, you're going to live to be 101, you would appreciate that one year that you've been free versus the 90 uh, of the 100 years that you were in prison. And there will be a, a spark in your mind. I wish I was back like that again. I wish I had that one year to live over again. I would do something different. Well, the word tells us how to live that word. So let's turn to Mark, the 11th, I mean the 14th chapter, starting with the first verse. Mark, the, as I say, the 14th chapter, starting with the first verse. 
I just want to say hi to the people that's out there today, uh, uh, 816-885-205-422. I'm just saying hello to you. All right. The Bible is our rule book. And the more you understand the rules, the more that the kingdom will be manifested to you or the classroom. You're trying to be elevated. You know you feel there's something that's missing, but you don't know what it is. You strive each day trying to find what is that thing that's going to make me feel comfortable, going to make me feel good. But what is it that I'm missing? Some people are rich and, and feeling terrible. There's other people who are poor and feel better. Why? Because it is it is not being elevated or being lower, but how you handle each situation. Jesus said that every day is evil. Every day. Job said that you are born into this world full of troubles. The Bible tells us in the Old Testament, uh, uh, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and delivered him from all his troubles. It also says that a good man may get knocked down seven times, but he'll get back up. Why? Because he's learning how to handle the situation. All right. Uh, Mark, the 14th chapter and the first verse. After two days of the feast of the Passover and of leavened bread, the chief priests and scribes sought how they might take by craft or trickery and put him to death. Who are they talking about? They're talking about Jesus. Why? Because Jesus came to fulfill the promises of the Father to teach us how to love one another and to love him. And they were so set upon laws and rules and regulations that they only called it when it benefited them. So what is it talking about? We're talking about that ego pride. That's what took down Lucifer. That'll take down you. All right, this is. But they said, not on the feast day, least there be uproar of the people. And being in Bethsaida, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meal, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment. Spike, Nard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it upon his head. And there were some that was indignant within themselves and said, why was this waste of this ointment made? They really just thinking about themselves. That's all they did. They didn't think about Jesus. They, didn't, they walked around with Jesus, most of the, the people, for the, uh, the bread and the, and the fish so they can get something. That's what it's all about. But, see, we got to learn it's not about receiving. It's about giving. The more we start to understand we're here to give, and that changes people. We're here to give what we call love. Love is more than a butterfly in the stomach. Love is more than I care for this person. Love is more than just saying it. Love is a way you have to show it and feel what you're doing. It's a lifestyle. Then it says, and for it, and, and you notice that Jesus could read their thoughts. People, oh, you ain't supposed to read people's thoughts. I'm telling you about the Holy Spirit as you move up in the elevation. 
you will start perceiving what is in a person's thoughts. And sometimes it becomes so clear. You can hear them talk. Well, I don't want everybody to hear my thoughts. Then there's something wrong with you that you need to correct. Are you hiding something? Are you hiding anger, jealousy, animosity? Are you feeding them through your pride and arrogance? That's why you have to have your mind changed. All right, let's see what he says. And it, and it might be has sold for more than 300 pence and has been given to the poor, and they really were not worried about the poor. They murmured against her. And Jesus said, leave her alone. Why trouble her? She has wrought a good work on me. Now, the word good, now, we always thinking about the uh, English interpretation or Greek interpretation. Let me tell you, one of the main roots of the word good is love. If you change that thing there, what it says, she has wrought a love work on me. That's why he said, leave her alone. She's did a good job. She's loving me. But most people, what can I get out of this? She wasn't looking for anything. For he's, for he's, uh, for you have the poor with you always, and whenever you will, may do them good. I love them, but me, you have not always. What is he talking about? There's a time there's going to be a famine in the land, which has already been here, and still is a famine in the land against the word of God. People want to hear God at first. Because they want what they can get from him. But later on, they, after they get things from God, they always they turn their back on it. Oh, I never turn my back on God. If his 12 disciples did, they would never leave him and left him. What are you going to do? See, when things are going smooth, and thing, you, you don't talk, think about the Lord as much as you did. You don't do those things, what God said, about loving one another, being kind to one another. It's all about you. Let's keep on going here. It says, the eighth verse, for she has done what she could. She has come from afar to anoint my body to the burial. Verily, I say unto you, rather so that this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she had done shall be spoken remembrance of her. Now, part of this, you have to read all the gospel to get the understanding. There's a part where she poured her tears upon Jesus' feet and started cleaning his feet with her tears. Now, if you notice, this thing talks about the being uh, poured over his head. But there's another part that tells you about she wiped his feet with her tears. The reason is, and it's the reason why this says exactly what it says for uh, that ninth verse, for this also that she has done shall be spoken to for a a memorial of her. The Jews understand things that we have not been taught. The tears are supposed to be memories. That's why you'll notice uh, back in the old times, the Jews would catch the tears when they're going through some hard times and put them in in a jar or a bottle, for that is a thing that they would use as a remembrance of what they went through, and God would smell this odor coming up from their tears. 
That's a way of remembrance. And here this lady poured out all her her troubles and stuff and poured it all upon Jesus' feet so that she could forgive people. That's something we most of the time we don't talk about. Forgiving. We'll say, oh, you need to forgive somebody. But you don't tell them how. You got to really focus in your mind. Well, all those people that did me wrong, all those people who said bad things about me, all those people who was against me, I love them because God loved them and he loved me and I have to forgive. I had a story told to me the other day where this lady uh, was raped by a gang, a gang raped her. And she went to court and got ready to report it, you know, to pick those guys out and say these are the ones that did it. And all of a sudden, her heart broke. She thought about, if I do that, they'll never, never get a chance to do what's right. They'll be in prison for I don't know how long rape is. So she decided not to persecute them, and she let them go. And people said, well, that's wrong. You let them get away with a crime and stuff. But here's what happened 20 years later. She's out shopping. And while she was shopping, she ran into one of the guys that raped her. And she, he walked up to her and he said, I just want to tell you, I am so sorry for what we did. He said, because of that, it bothered me so bad. And that I looked at what you did for us by not telling on us and having us go to prison the rest of our lives. He said, I turned over a new leaf. I decided I want to help people. And I ended up being a police officer. So now I'm helping people now that I wouldn't have been able to help if I was in prison. See, the thing is, you never know what's going to happen when you do something. So good or bad, it's going to affect somebody. And him being a police officer now affects others to be uh, do what's right. Because the law is not just made just so he can pick on you, but it's to do good to the ones that are doing what is right and to punish those that are doing what's wrong. All right, let's keep on going here. Then it says, And Judas Eckhart, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priests to betray him unto them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. He sought how he might conveniently betray him. This is is like a metaphor, even though it happened, it's a metaphor. It shows how we as people get so selfish that all we can think about is us. Now, he has already been prophesied that it would be one of his disciples, Jesus' disciples, would turn against him and sell him for 30 pieces of silver. But see, that's what I'm saying. You have to read through the scriptures, and what does that really mean? Not just talking about the 30 uh, pieces of uh, silver or talking about he betrayed him. It's letting the picture or a mirror to look at our own selves. Are we about helping others or are we all about ourselves? I preached the other last week, introduce yourself to yourself. Know what's in you. Don't go around saying, well, I'm this kind of a, I'm a Christian. I'm full of the Holy Ghost and fire, and I love all the people. I asked the lady today, what does that mean? She started giving me all kinds of things that the dictionary say, but it was nothing that she could say that I love people because I don't know. 
That is the best answer. Because that means you're not trying to figure it out. You're living it. I do unto others because I want them to do the same to me. But if I didn't get them to do the same to me, I still would do unto others the same. This is why we have to practice, practice, practice. All right, let's keep going here. It says, uh, the 12th, on the first day of the unleavened bread, when they killed, uh, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, now what they talking about killing the Passover, See, a lot of people read over things, don't even pay attention. Let's talk about the lamb. Where will thou go and prepare that mayest eat the Passover? And he sent forth two of his disciples and said, Go you into the city, and there you shall meet a man bearing a pitcher of water, following him. What is so important about a man bearing a pitcher of water? The word water is another word for the word or the gospel or the prophecies. But I don't see that in there. You don't have to. You just have to understand God speaks to your spirit and not to your brain. God is a spirit, and you're going to learn things through the spirit, the truth, by the spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance all those things that Jesus said and what was written. All right? That's why I tell people, don't have to always figure out this stuff. It ain't always going to be talking about the uh, seeds planted on the earth. Well, was he really talking about seeds? No, he was talking about the word. And he used the Bible to interpret the cell. And it will. If you look, you have to search these things. And it says, and whatever he shall go, say unto the good men of the house, the master said, where is the chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared that made ready for us. Now, he's prophesying something that he ain't seen. He ain't talking to nobody about it. But he knew by the Spirit of God this thing would happen. Sometimes, and you you know what I'm telling y'all, search it out. You might be wanting to get to a parking lot, and when you get to that parking lot, you know there's a spot directly for you. God will make things fall in place. You will also start to hear the word of God if you allow him. You have to allow him to control your thoughts. But your thoughts are not his thoughts. Neither is your way his way. But the more you start feeding this word of God into you and understand metaphors, trying to change the way you think, trying to change the way you love people, trying to get you to do what is right, not sometimes, but at all times. And when you mess up, remember, he still loves you. He loves you. You can't earn your way into heaven. All you can do is surrender. You're a prisoner. I surrender. Paul says, I am a servant of the most high God. I am a slave to the most high God. The disciples, that's who they were. Jesus said before, he's, you know, that y'all were servants. But he said, now I call you friends. It's a process. You're not going to get it overnight. You're not going to get it in a month or 12 months. Some people will get it that soon. Others, it might take them a lifetime to get there. But if you don't give up, 
He said, he who endures to the end, you will make it. All right. It says, then uh, the 15th verse, and he will show you uh, already, uh, okay, and he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared. There make ready for us. Now, look at that word. It says, a large upper room furnished and prepared. God is trying to let you know he prepares everything before you get there. He's already got everything that you need ahead of time. All you have to do is use your vocal point of speaking. And here's the thing that most people don't realize. You can't just speak by yourself. The Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. It says where two touch and agree upon anything on the earth, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be in the midst. What is it talking about? It's talking about a, 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 a being that loves us so much that he wants to change the way we think. Now, I know you saying, preacher, you're going over that same thing over and over again. The way I think, the way I think, that's right. Till you get your mind set upon what the word says and then do it. You'll still be on level one. And I'm trying to get you to level two and then three and then four then you'll see things that are different things. It's just like a bird on the ground. It's an eagle. When he's on the ground, he can only see what's around him. But when he takes off and gets up in the higher, he sees all things, everything. That's why it says, mount up on wings of eagles. In other words, it ain't talking about climbing on an eagle. It's talking to see it from a different perspective. Yes, Lord. All right. Well, I'm going to open up the mic for right now and see if anybody got any questions or comments. As I say, I see all these people here. So the way you open up the mic, you push one, and that will light up the board here and let me know that there's somebody there. Then I'll open up your mic. And I'll open it up by telling you what telephone number is calling. Well, I see about three or four people out there. Ain't nobody... Have any questions or comments? Yep. Well, saying I'm holding on for a few more minutes. You know, you never know until you, you think about it for a second. Then, yes, I do have a question, and I forgot to ask it. Well, this is your time. Okay. Well, I want everybody to know that we're praying for Dorothy Carruthers. She's been in. Uh, in assisted living for a while, we're praying that she gets better because her presence on this earth is 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 needed. She's a lady that reached out to start these broadcasts so other people can hear them, so that some man, some woman, some boy or girl may be turning through the channels or going through YouTube and hear these these teachings and stuff and realize, hey, the Holy Spirit is real. That's the first thing. The Holy Spirit is real. How do they know? Because all of a sudden, as the Holy Spirit come up on you, there's something you can feel. Is everything a feeling? No, not everything's a feeling. But I'm trying to tell you, each person will have a definite time to tell you when they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Each person will know when they changed the way they thought to turn toward the Lord. 
And that's what we're here for, to turn people to the word of God so that things can change. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of people getting killed. I'm tired of people getting robbed. I'm tired of people being shammed. I'm tired of people being defrauded. And I'm just, I'm human. Can you imagine what God is feeling right now? He created creation and he created to love and yet still it became selfish. Not everybody, but we just see that's the most of the time we can look and see that's what's going on. All right. Let's keep on going here. It says number 19, and they began to be sorrowful and said unto him, one by one, is it I? And another said, is it I? Why is it asked? Why was it one by one? Because you've got to ask this individually. Do you really love Christ? Do you willing to go the distance for Christ? Are you willing to die for Christ? Or only to a certain point when it doesn't interfere with what you want? That's why, as I say, it's just the Bible is full of questions. It's just like that we don't want to give the right answers. We lie to ourselves. All right. Then it says, and he answered and said unto them, it is one of the twelve that dips with me in the dish. The son of man indeed goes as is written of him, but woe unto the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. Good was it that that man, if he had never been born. You know, it's going, the road says there's a broad way that leads to the destruction, and many go there. Many go into that broad road. Why? Because they really did not learn the secret of the kingdom. And that kingdom is not just say, I love somebody, but bring forth fruit. Bring forth fruit, proving that you love somebody, that you love God. You're not in this trying to be where I can get out of it, but what can I put into it? One of the best statements was ever written or ever said was by a president, John Kennedy. When he said, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Same thing here. Ask not what the world can do for you, but ask what you can do for the world to change it. You're in school. Learn the rules and change the situation. All right. Then he says, and as they ate, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and breaked it, and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament. See, be careful in what it says. The New Testament or covenant or a different way of things that I'm going to try to deal with y'all, which is shed it for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of this vine until the day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they all went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said unto them, All you shall be offended because of me. 
this night. Now, here's all these people eating, drinking with him, telling him how much they love him, and, and they just didn't understand what was getting ready to happen. And he told them. He tells them in advance what's going to happen. Y'all going to be offended of me. You're going to act like you don't know me. And it says, for it is written, he went back to the, what we call the prophecies or the gospel. He always used the word of God. I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go before you into Galilee. In other words, there's trials and tribulations you're going to go through. We're going to see if you really love God or not. The angels are always watching. They got their books out to see if you're going to, what you're going to say, what you're going to do. You're going to have to give an account, and there's no way you can lie about it because it would be written in the books. That's why it says the books was open. And everybody will be judged out of the book that's written of you. All right. Then it says, but Peter said unto him, although all shall be offended, yet will not I. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, this day, even in this night before the cock crows twice, you shall deny me thrice or three times. Ain't that something? Now, I had uh, one of our members talk about what does it mean by the cock crow. And uh, we'll, uh, at our church, we had the paperwork, and anybody that's a member, they can find that paperwork talking to Rick Mason. But as I say, everything has a deeper meaning, but it's all about the same thing, changing you. Don't worry about changing your wife. Don't worry about changing your husband, your boyfriend, your kids, changing you how you handle things, because people are watching you. And they see how you act. They see how you resist, uh, go to problems and stuff. And that's how they make up their decision. Do I really want to be like that? Do Why is that person doing that? Find out the root. The root is you have to find out what love is. If they're doing what's right or what they're doing what's wrong is hate. But let me keep going here. Then it says, 31, but he spoke uh, the more vehemently, if I should die with thee, I will not de- deny thee in any wise. Likewise, also said them all. You notice how they all said, oh, we want to die with him. But if you have read the whole story, you know they left him. They denied him. Peter even cussed about it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Well, I'm going to open up again the mic. Anybody got any comments or questions or anybody would like to help read, raise your hand. And the way you raise your hand, you push one on your phone, and it should raise up a hand here so I'll be able to open up your mic. Well. I tell you, somebody open up the mic so I can know that you're listening. Nobody's raising up the... Oh, there we go. Let me see how to get over there to you in just a second. Uh, 816-739. 
You're on. Let's see if I do it right. That's me, Apostle. Hey, how you doing there, Doug? I'm good. That's all like. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Is it nice and warm uh, down there? Ain't bad. I already got mowed, too, so. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the God is already working with you, and you already got things done. <laughs> you know, oh, big, I, I told y'all, God will make things fall in place. There's more to that story, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but do you want me to read for you? Yes. That would be a big help. What do you want me to read? Uh, Mark, the 14th chapter, starting at the uh, 32nd verse. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. How do you say you pronounce that? Gethsemane. It was named Gethsemane. And he saith to his disciples, Sit ye here while I while I shall pray. And he taketh with him Peter and James and John and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. And saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that. If it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And he cometh and findeth him sleeping, and saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldn't thou not? Couldn't, couldn't not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed and spake the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Neither wished they what to answer him. And he cometh a third time and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise up, let us go. Lo, he that betrayeth me is at hand. All right. Now think about what it's, what it's stating there. It's stating about people. It's not just talking about the disciples. It's talking about people. You know, Jesus asked, Father, if you can change this. You can go ahead and uh, change this to where I don't have to do this. Well, who was the people that supposed to be agreeing with him? They were asleep. Remember I told you that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Mm-hmm. God is trying to get us to understand. It's our emotions and our logic should be focused on one thing. What does the word say and then do it? What is the word says? Mm-hmm. God is love. Love to learn to love people. Even though mm-hmm. they went to sleep on him, they deserted him in their sleep, he still loved them. You notice he didn't beat them in anything. 
perspective, he said, go ahead and go ahead and sleep. For it's already over with now. I see what's getting ready to happen. And I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. Jesus was crying. I'm telling you, he was crying. He was crying so bad that his uh, the sweat was coming off like raindrops, big raindrops. The tears, the sweat, mm-hmm. everything. He was praying with all of his might because he did not want to go to the cross. He did not want to go through what was getting ready to happen to him. He did not want to suffer knowing that these are supposed to be my friends and they going to deny me and leave me. Mm-hmm. People just don't realize the emotions and the logic didn't always work together. But you can do it mm-hmm. if you have a purpose or line up something in your mind. Go ahead and finish up, Doug. Okay. And immediately while he yet spake, cometh Judas, one of the twelve, and with him a great multitude was swords and staves. From the chief priests and the scribes and, and, and the elders. And he that betrayed him had given him a token, saying, Whomsoever whomsoever I shall kiss that same as he take him and lead him away safely. And as soon as he was come, he goes straightway to him and saith, Master, Master, and kissed him. And they laid their hands on him and took him. And one of them that stood stood by drew a sword and smote the servant of the high priest and fell off his ear. And Jesus answered and, and said unto them, Are you come out? as against a thief with swords and with staves to take me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you took me not. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Now, look at that part there. It says, I was daily with you in the temple. Where is the temple now? Where the temple? And it says, uh, and you forsake, uh, forsook me not. Well, it's, it's not talking about just people. It's talking about your own thoughts. You know, when things are going good, we'll study the Bible. When things are going bad, we'd be boo-hooing. Oh, Lord, why me? Why this? Why that? You're in a school. You're going to go through these things. It even tells you that Jesus is a teacher. He said, I was daily with you in the temple teaching. This is what it's all about. Oh, did you hear about that preacher? He preached up a storm. Boy, Holy Ghost, time that we preached. They preached. He hollered. He hooped. But what did you get? You got a hoop and a holler. That wasn't, that's not a message. That's not a feeding. You got to be taught on how to receive and give love. All right. Go ahead and finish up. And they forsook him and fled, and there followed him a certain young man having a linen cloth cast about his naked body. And the young men laid hold on him. And he left the linen cloth and fled from from them naked. And they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. And Peter followed him afar off. He went unto the, the palace of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself with the fire. 
And the chief priests and, and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put him to death and found none. Now, stop right there. You know, they talked about this young man ran away butt naked. Most of you don't understand. What is that trying to say? Everything you are in you will be manifested. It has nothing to do with his being butt naked. It's the way you understand in the mind. He was representing, that's what, and his name is John Mark. He, what he was representing is that your nakedness is going to be shown and everybody's going to see everything about you. So in other words, start putting clothes on now. Put on the, they say, put on the uh, whole armor of God. That's one way. It says put on Christ. That's another way. These things are teaching you how to think and how to fight this warfare. You're being trained to be warriors, not a fighter, warriors. A, a fighter is one who tries to do the best he can. Warriors has proven themselves through the victories they won. All right, go ahead. For many bear false witness against him, but, but their witness agreed not together. And there arose a certain bear false witness against him, saying, there arose a certain certain and bear false witness against him, saying, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But neither so did their witness agree together. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, answerest thou nothing? What is it with what is it with these witness against thee? But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus said, I am. Ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes and saith, What need we any further witnesses? Ye have heard the blasphemy, what think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and buffet him, and say unto him, Prophesy, and the servants prophesy, and the servants did strike him with the palms of their hands. As Peter was 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 beneath in the palace, there cometh one of the maids of the high priest, and when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, and thou also wast, wast Jesus of Nazareth. But he denying, saying, I know not, neither understand I what thou sayest. And he went out into the porch, and the cock crew. And a maid saw him again, and began to say of him that stood by, This is one of them. And he denied again, and a little after. And they that stood stood by said again to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean, and, and thy speech agreeth thereto. But he began to curse and swear, saying, I know not this man of whom you speak. And the second time the cock crew, and Peter called to mind the word that Jesus saith unto him. Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when, and when he thought thereon, he wept. Now, here's the thing. The Bible 
what it does, it gives you rules, but it also lets you see yourself. Now, you can read that whole thing step by step, inch by inch, and say, well, okay, this, 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 this. But it's a broad picture to show you how people are and how you are. So instead of going out judging somebody else, go look in the mirror. Search yourself first. All right. Well, thank you, Doug. I'm going to open it up for uh, 816739. I'm about to You're turn welcome, you on. Love you too, brother. Love you. Okay. 816. Let me see here. Let me see if it'll work here. No reason. Not letting me. I'm going to close my mic now. Okay. Uh, let's try again here. Hmm. Some reason this thing is not letting me in. All right. Uh, I can't get in. I don't know what's wrong here. Let me see if there's anybody else here. Try one more tab here. Let me see. That should have been open then. Let me go back. Uh, 816-739. Are you there? That's me. Hello? Oh, you didn't close out your mic. Okay, let me try to close it. I thought I did. I thought I closed it. Let me try it again. See if it closes now. Okay. That closed it. Pastor James. Hello. I don't know what's going on there. Are you there, Apostle? Hello? Hello? Dookie? Uh-huh. Her, can yeah. you hear me? Oh, you got your mic open, too? Yeah, I got my mic open, too. I don't know what well, happened. What's going on there, anyway? I think he's off, so I couldn't hear him. I called him. I I'm trying to tell him what to do. But I ain't heard him for a little bit. Well, I have you on the <laughs> phone, and he needs to sit, state this. When you press one, you have to press it long enough till it says you are out of the queue. It'll be a long press to get out of the queue. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. I see what happened here. All right. Well, as I say, if you got any questions real quick before we get off the broadcast? 
All right. I hope people understand this is all about reprogramming the way you think. And when you change the way you think, you change your realities. And your realities are nothing but schools that you learn as you progress through the word. The word is God. The word is creator. The word is love. All right. Uh, Would you like to go ahead and pray for our dismissal, Deborah? Can y'all still hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I had it on mute. Okay. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you for the our Apostle James, your servant, that has um, planted the seed in us. We just thank you for that word and truth. That um, We just uh, thank you for the teaching tonight, Father God, and we just pray that it brings forth good fruit. We pray that our not minds are renewed according to Romans 12. And, um, Father God, we just pray for all those that are sick. We ask that you just touch them right now. Uh, we believe, we still believe in healing, that you are the same yesterday, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we are thankful for what you're doing in our lives, and we just give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want to give a, a few, one more comment. The uh, last day or two, I didn't see Jesus do mighty miracles. I saw a person who had a toothache was healed over the phone. I, I had a person that had a headache that was healed over the phone because there's no distance when you learn the keys to the kingdom. And this is one of the keys. You speak to that thing. You have to speak to it. If you have cancer, you speak it and call it cancer. But you can't do it timidly. Cancer, come out of me. Cancer, go to the pit. No, you got to command. And as you command things, the situation, which is, I told you, realities will change for you. You grab that thing, hold it above your head, in the name of Jesus, Lord, take this from me. Lord, this thing is attacking me. And I attack back. You don't just say, the devil's beating on me and let him keep on beating on you. You fight back. But we'll be talking more about that next week, uh, and uh, it'll be Mark, the 15th chapter. So until the next time, God bless you, God seed, let his face shine on you, and give you shalom. Mm-hmm. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.